Most investors have heard the disclaimer, past performance is no indication of future results. We sure hope that's true for 2023. Hi, I'm Rob West. We're a couple of weeks into the new year, and there's one thing most of us can agree on. We'd sure like it to be better than last year. But will it? I'll talk about that today with Bob Dahl, and then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Well, our guest is my good friend, Bob Dahl, Chief Investment Officer with Crossmark Global Investments. And Bob, it's great to have you back with us on the program. Happy New Year, Rob, and to all the listeners. Happy New Year to you. Now, Bob, as you know, you usually give us a short-term look at what's happening with the markets and the economy as a whole when you join us each week. But once a year, you put your 10 predictions for the coming 12 months out. And so because it's that time again, we thought we'd take a little bit more time and dive into those. But before we do, uh, perhaps just give us a thumbnail sketch of what happened in 2022. It was quite a year. It was quite a year, one that many of us would like to forget, given the negative signs in front of almost everything. For the stock market, Rob, you know it was a tug of war. In fact, that was our theme uh, coming into 2022. Between, on the one hand, the tailwinds associated with good earnings and the valuation headwinds associated with rising inflation and interest rates. In fact, the first six months of last year is the first time ever that the stock market went down more than 20% while earnings expectations were going up. Strange period. We had lots of volatility all year long in both directions, mostly down in the first half and then both up and down in the second half as we watched and anticipated every breath of all. All, all central bankers, it seemed. Um, as you know, uh, it was um, the first time in 50 years that stocks and bonds both had negative returns for the first three quarters of the year. Uh, we expected a down year. For, you remember our predictions for, for, for uh, first of last year, but yes. not 25% bear market. Ouch. Uh, re- really difficult period. Uh, valuation compression, as I intimated earlier, as bond yields went up, because inflation and concern about the Fed, that really summarized uh, not only the year, but at least the first half of the year in spades. Uh, the price-earnings ratio for the stock market hit its high literally on January 3rd at 22 times earnings. And so far, the low has been October 12, 15 times earnings. So a big wow. decline in valuation levels from expensive to not cheap, but more reasonable. Sentiment, as measured by the bull bear ratio, fell to a bear market low of 0.57 in mid-October. As you know, Rob, when you get the reading below one, it's generally a good time to be buying buying for long-term investors. So the back and forth with the Fed, you know, the anticipation, maybe the Fed's going to stop raising rates soon and we get a rally. We saw a big rally June uh, June to the middle of the summer and then another one the back part of the year. But then the Fed would have a meeting and the air would come out of the balloon and the market would go back down. So the path of least resistance uh, was sadly lower uh, almost all year with a couple of important bounces along the way. 
Mm, wow, that's a great summary, Bob. And yeah, the big question now is where do we go from here? So let's dive into your first prediction for 2023 before we head into our first break. Your theme is the Fed calls the shots. I'm not surprised to hear that given the importance of the Fed as of late. But your first prediction is that the U.S. experiences a shallow recession as real GDP is in the bottom 10 of the last 50 years. What do we need to know there? Yeah, so so there are three possibilities for the economy. An outright normal average recession, we think that's not a high prior, uh, probability for lots of reasons, including cash on consumer balance sheets. Uh, the other extreme would be we kind of a soft landing and sail through. The in-between is a recession, but not a big one. That's what we think is going to happen. Okay, very good. Well, we've got to hit our first break here. We're talking to Bob Dahl today, Chief Investment Officer with Crossmark Global Investments. Every year, Bob puts out his 10 predictions for the coming 12 months. It's a sought-after analysis of where we could be heading over the balance of this year. We'll unpack the other nine predictions just around the corner, and then, of course, your questions beyond that. The number to call today, 800-525-7000. We'll be right back. If you enjoy this radio program, you're going to love all of the many different resources waiting for you at faithfi.com. You'll find more powerful wisdom, podcasts, articles, videos, and more from partners like the National Christian Foundation, Sound Mind Investing, and Christian Healthcare Ministries. Connect with the community of thousands of Christians striving to be good and faithful stewards and check out all of the free biblical financial advice at faithfi.com. How should we as Christians think about investing? What if we could invest our money in a way that aligns with what we believe? At Eventide, we believe it is possible to love God and love our neighbor in the very practice of investing. We design investments for performance and a better world so you can invest for the future with a sense of wholeness and purpose. We call this investing that makes the world rejoice. More information is available at investeventide.com. Thanks for joining us today on Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. Joining me today, my good friend, Bob Dahl, Chief Investment Officer with Crossmark Global Investments. Bob has recently published his 10 predictions for 2023. That's right. Each year, he puts out a list of predictions for the coming year with regard to the markets and the economy. And I know most folks are always interested up and down Wall Street and what Bob has to say. And we're unpacking them for you today. Before the break, prediction number one was that we would see uh, a shallow recession here in the U.S. in the coming year. Bob, prediction number two will be a welcome sight for everyone, and that is that inflation falls substantially but remains above the Fed's target. Uh, why do you think we'll see inflation continue to ease up? Uh, there are lots of things that have happened or occurred because people did things like the Fed raising rates. It does slow the economy. Some of the uh, supply chain problems we've talked about so much have, have gotten resolved. Um, uh, we, we've had uh, oil prices uh, go up a lot last year and then come back down. They're unlikely to create a whole lot of tailwind for inflation. So the inflation level is falling noticeably. It already started the back part 
of 2022, as we know. Um, now we have to keep it going. Sadly, though, it's not going to get to the Fed's 2% target. Yeah, yeah. So that uh, elevated inflation is going to be with us for a while. All right. Uh, you also say, as prediction number three, the Fed funds will reach 5% and remain there for the balance of the year. What does that mean for our listeners? Well, it means that uh, the Fed's not finished. Let's start there. Uh, they are further to go. Um, and then the market expectations at the back part of the year, uh, they will begin to reduce rates. We're not convinced that enough progress will be made on inflation for the Fed to say, ah, let's lower rates again. So it means the economy stays slow, even in recovery. All right. And that really leads to earnings expectations, which is at the heart of prediction number four. You say you expect earnings to fall short of expectations in 2023. Why is that? So cost pressures and shortfall in revenues is the uh, easy answer. But I think whether the economy has a soft landing, a hard landing, or are in between mild recession, I think estimates are just too high. Analysts are probably waiting for companies to tell them to lower the estimates. They're going to come down, Rob. Mm, Interesting. Well, we'll certainly keep an eye on that. All right. This next one is interesting, Bob. You say, as prediction number five for 2023, that no major asset class will go up or down by a double-digit percentage for only the fourth time this century. Why do you expect a sideways market with regard to every asset class? Yeah, that's cash, stocks, and bonds, obviously. Cash is the easy one. The other two, well, who knows? But our view is that there are going to be so many cross currents and lots of volatility. But like the second half of 2022, in a narrow sort of range, uh, this prediction does not have high probability of coming true because it doesn't happen very often. Usually, 80% of the time, uh, stocks or bonds are up or down a double-digit percentage. So uh, we're threading the needle on this one. We'll see, Rob. Okay, very good. We're talking to Bob Dahl about his 10 predictions for 2023. And number six, Bob looks at winners and losers from a sector standpoint. What do you have for us there? You know, this one's a mouthful. The three sectors we like for outperformance, energy, a repeat from 2022, consumer staples, and financials. On the other side of the ledger, utilities, technology, controversial group, and communication services. If that happens, value stocks probably do better than growth stocks. That's that prediction. Yeah. So obviously, prior to last year, technology was just raging. I mean, we talked all about the FANG stocks uh, so often. That was one of the key drivers of the bull market over the last decade. You think the trend that started last year with technology being out of favor will continue? We do. We think there's more air to come out of the earnings balloon for technology stocks. A lot of them are still fairly expensive over-owned, so we think there's some indigestion that will continue in that sector. All right. Quickly to the remaining predictions. This one's interesting. The average equity manager beats the index in 2023. That's not often the case. We hear a lot about indexing. Why do you think that is? Yeah, so for a little bit of history, the last decade, you're right, index funds beat active managers almost every year. The decade before was just the opposite. And if you look at long-term history, we're making a slide that shows over the last uh, uh, 100 years, since the S&P 500 started, it's about 50-50. There are conditions when active managers do better. is generally when interest rates 
uh, are rising and more normal, not artificially set at zero like the Fed did for much of the last decade. Interesting. All right. Prediction number eight, looking globally now, you say international stocks will outperform the U.S. for the second year in a row. Why so? For starters, underscore, in 2022, international went down less than the U.S. A lot of people don't don't recognize that or agree with it, but you look at the numbers and it's there. We think the international markets are a lot cheaper than the U.S. They have lots of problems, don't get me wrong, uh, but a lot of people are zero or underweighted international, and we think that deserves a place in the portfolio. Interesting. All right, let's stay with the global landscape here for prediction number nine. You say India will surpass China as the world's largest population and the fastest growing large economy. Tell us about that. Yeah, a fascinating one. China gets all the attention, and not that we shouldn't pay attention to China for a whole lot of reasons, but India doesn't get nearly enough attention. It will be the largest population, populated country in the world by the end of uh, uh, this year and is growing rather quickly. So more and more attention will go to India as uh, the years go by. Fascinating. All right. And then you usually have one related to the political landscape. And that's where we round out prediction number 10 with uh, your prediction that a double digit number of candidates will announce for president in 2023. Why so many? Well, you know, everybody wants to run for president, at least everybody in Washington, D.C., it seems. Um, look, if, if Joe Biden does run for another term, it's going to be tough to get this one right. But if he bows out for whatever reason, uh, this, this one will come true. There are lots of w- wannabes. We'll see how many of them declare. Uh, it's sad that uh, the ink's barely dry on the 2022 elections, and we're talking about 2024 already. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. All right, Bob, we've got about a minute left to sum this up for us as we talk about where we're headed for 2023. I'd say the most important point we have to watch is the Fed. We, call, we Our theme for this year is the Fed calls the shots. Yeah. If the Fed insists on 2% inflation, which is what they are saying, I don't see how we avoid a recession. If, on the other hand, they acquiesce and say, you know, maybe it should be three and Four is close enough to three. Maybe we can blink here. We may get through with a soft landing. The Fed yes. calls the shot. That's the uh, all kinds of other important points. Watch the earnings outlook as we talked about a few minutes ago. But our guess is this is going to be not as difficult as 2022 to make money, but it's not going to be simple, and we'll have a lot of volatility along the way. Yeah, no doubt about that, which is the reason why we need to stay disciplined with our investment strategy, not try to pick entry points and exit points, but really keep a long-term perspective, right? Well said. Uh, we, we forget in talking about the market, and I'm guilty of it with these 10 predictions. We focus on the short term when people need to understand, why am I investing? What is my long-term horizon? And stick to it, uh, not, not get caught up in the intermediate moves that can uh, scare people. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Bob, always appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for stopping by today. Thank you. God bless. All right. That's Bob Dahl, Chief Investment Officer for Crossmark Global Investments. You can learn more at crossmarkglobal.com. We'll be right back. God's Word is packed with life-changing wisdom about your finances. And Faith and Finance is here to help you and many others to be wise stewards of God's resources. We rely on help from Faith and Finance patrons, supporters of this mission, to help us continue and expand our outreach. 
please consider becoming a monthly faith and finance patron. Visit faithfi.com and click Give on the homepage. For 30 years, Sound Mind Investing has been helping Christians reach their financial goals with step-by-step guidance for investors at every stage, from those just getting started to those getting ready for retirement. Through scriptural principles and practical suggestions, SMI offers financial wisdom for living well. More information, including a short video webinar on profit and peace of mind, no matter what's happening in the market, is available at soundmindinvesting.org. Delighted to have you with us today on Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West, your host, taking your calls and questions, 800-525-7000. Let's head to Chicago. Glenn, go ahead. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, so I'm calling on uh, more to get advice for my son. So he's 24. Um, he just moved into his uh, first apartment or just moved out. <laughs> okay. First time moving out over the weekend. So excited for him about that. Um, and he's got good credit. His goal is to buy a home um, and eventually bring down his debt and, you know, be debt free. But one of the things that is hanging over him and he's been trying to pay this off is a Sally Mae school loan. And We've tried to refinance it a couple times, and I don't know if it's because it's the type of loan, um, but it's because he's, for that one, I believe he's making the minimum payment, and so for about a year and a half, it's been at the same um, amount, which is like almost $16,000, and that's his... his um, main debt that he's really trying to, you know, get <laughs> under control and off of his credit. Um, so I didn't know if there was, if this was something that could go to the credit debt counseling and to try to refinance his score or bring that, um, not his score, I'm sorry, his, uh, his interest rate or just, a more it, it that's the main debt that we're trying to to really get a hold of he does have a car loan um, yeah. a truck loan uh, that he does really well paying on his credit score is i think above 750 and okay. so um so he's been doing really well but any tips on the school loan it's not a federal loan so obviously yeah. he's not getting many breaks for yeah. for this Kelly. Yeah, unfortunately, credit counseling is not going to be an option here, Glenn. I, I love the idea that he wants to get this paid off as quickly as possible. You're right. Uh, Sally Mae loans generally are private. That wasn't always the case. If there's an older loan, uh, it could have been a federal loan, but um, all the more recent Sally Mae loans are going to be private loans. Uh, so you don't have to think about that, which gives you the option to go out and refinance this. So if he has a good credit score and perhaps his income is stronger now, 
now than it was in the past. Um, he could go out and look at perhaps refinancing to a lower rate, although in this current interest rate environment, that's probably not going to be an option, even if he's improved his credit worthiness with rates going up, he's uh, going to be hard pressed to find something lower. So I think at the end of the day, even though he doesn't have to worry about giving up the federal repayment options, which is what we're generally concerned about if somebody were to refinance a federal loan and then gives up that uh, income-based repayment and some of the other benefits of a federal loan, that's not applicable here. But at the same time, you know, I think you know, given that rates are higher, he's probably going to need to just stick with what he has. So then it just comes down to keeping his lifestyle in check, having a budget, getting on a plan and trying to free up as much as possible, protecting himself in terms of as his income rises, not allowing his expenses to rise along with it so that he can get as much margin uh, every month going to that student loan as possible to get that paid back just as quickly as he can. But uh, pro Programs like credit counseling and others really uh, don't apply here to student loans, so he's probably just going to need to stick with what he has. Okay, okay, and um, so we'll I'll, I'll talk to him about about that. Um, can I ask one more question sure, regarding to the, the kids in this age group? So for them, when they're uh, I have a daughter that's in her mid twenties, also, and so Roth loans. Are there any that you would recommend for them? Um, uh, uh, not Roth loans, uh, an, I, a Roth, a Roth, a Roth account IRA. or yeah. yes. Yeah. So the key is to get it open and just start contributing systematically in terms of the investments inside of them, just buying a high quality, uh, you know, stock mutual fund that, you know, really just purchases the broad market index from one of the big firms. I'd probably recommend Fidelity or Schwab as the place to open that Roth IRA. And then you can use, um, you know, either of their um, robo advisor solutions to basically have a low cost of approach to capturing uh, a stock market index that's just going to mirror the market as it rises and falls. But the key is to get the systematic investments going into the Roth, meaning uh, a, a contribution every month so that you can dollar cost average in up to the $6,000 they can contribute this year, as long as they have at least that much in earned income. Uh, and I would point them again to probably Fidelity or Schwab to get that open and get started. All right. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks for your call today. God bless you. Quickly to Florida, Eric, I've got just a minute left. How can I help you, sir? Uh, I had two questions. Um, what is the best way to begin paying down old debts on my credit that are 90% hospital, yeah. non-auto, non-eviction? Okay. And what was the second? The second one is, now, with those debts pending... Are there any banks considered safe to deposit money into without funds being you know, withdrawn without notice on behalf of those companies? Yeah. Uh, let me just weigh in on the first, unfortunately, because I'm out of time here. You know, the key for you is to go ahead and pull a copy of your credit reports at annualcreditreport.com. Get an up-to-date listing of everything you owe. Let's get uh, the money set aside that you have available either on a monthly basis or on a one-time basis to pay those back. Then start contacting each of those uh, smallest balance to largest. And let's negotiate either a payment plan or a payoff. Get it in writing and then start paying those debts back one 
of the time. You can do it. Just stay after it. Thanks for your call today. And that's going to do it for us today. I really appreciate your taking time to listen to this program and to committing the principles we talk about each time to your financial life. You see, God's plan isn't difficult, but it does take discipline, and I hope we can encourage you along the way as you listen to this program. Incidentally, if you've been helped by what you've heard here, would you mind helping us? This broadcast, the FaithFi app, and the other great resources we provide wouldn't be possible without the financial support we receive from listeners like you. We offer a lot of our resources for free and even have a free version of the FaithFi app, and that's only possible because of the generous gifts from listeners like you. If you're not yet one of our financial partners but would like to be, would you visit our new website, faithfi.com. That's faithfi.com. And then click the Give button to sign up. We'd certainly be grateful. In the meantime, please set an alarm on your phone and make plans to join us again next time. I'll be here and I hope you will be too for the next edition with an all-new name of Faith and Finance. See you then. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you.